Well, good morning, everybody. So glad to have you online and in person at Grace Summit Church. Turn and look at your neighbor and welcome them. Amen. Okay. I mean, that was a little weak, but amen. So evidently, we're not happy with our neighbors. Praise God. And uh, so good to have everybody this morning. And uh, our, uh, it's our joy this morning to have of the day with us. And uh, amen. So uh, uh, we're, we're going to have a little bit of worship, and then I'll come back up, and, and we'll talk through some announcements and stuff, and then we'll just turn the service back over to them. And it's um, uh, going to be a great day. Hey, who in here knows this is the week of Thanksgiving? And uh, so uh, here's just a tip. If you want to save money for Christmas presents, whenever you meet with your family, be sure to talk about Jesus and politics. Can I have an amen? And you will tick off so many people, you will not have to buy Christmas presents because they're not going to get you one either. Can I have an amen? Amen. And it, it's just that kind of service that we're here for. We are just here to help serve you as a church. Can I have an amen? And so, uh, so glad um, everybody's here. If you will, stand up with me. If we can go ahead and have of the day come up, give them a good hand clap, amen. And they got their new baby with them, amen. And amen. Okay. All right, amen. Look at the baby. Everybody say, ah, again. Ah, amen, amen, amen. In fact, I, uh, Nikki's just full of snot, too. I walked in. I said, hey, look at, oh, I said, oh, baby. She goes, I didn't know you called me that. And I didn't either, I, you know. So, uh, praise God. But I'm, I'm from the South. That's what we call everybody. Baby, honey, sugar, sweetie. You know, who in here, you know why we do that? Because we don't know your name. Amen, that's why. And it's, it's a term of endearment for our um, mental problems. Amen, that we haven't met. So if you will, join hands with somebody. If you're with family right beside you, so glad you're here. And uh, so glad this is a day to worship the Lord. And if you will, bow your heads with me as we go to the Lord in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for your goodness and grace towards us. We thank you, Father, right now that this is your day. And this is the day you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. So, Father, we ask you, Father, today for your spirit to be made manifest, for your healing power to be present, for your revelation to flow, and for your anointing to be upon all these worshipers and leaders that we have up on stage. And that, Father, we desire to worship you in spirit and in truth and receive from your spirit. And we thank you, Father, for this day and for this time. Father, for any family member that's traveling of our church, we thank you that you protect them, you keep them, you give them a great day with their family, and you bless their time together of fellowship. They do not talk about contentious things, but they have a spirit of love amongst their midst. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. amen. Good morning, everybody. So we just thought before we got too far and before he got too fussy, we would introduce you to our newest member. Last year, I was pregnant with this miracle baby. And as you see, he looks pretty much like he's 12 months old, but he's only seven months old. He's a big youngin. This is Levi Taylor Lemire. And this is one of the biggest blessings of my life and something that I'm super thankful for this week. Over here on the drums, we have Rachel's oldest son. Hayden, can you wave at the people? <laughs> can I tell them what you did out there in the hallway? Yes. Yes, I'm going to embarrass him. So, you know, sometimes all of us have these thoughts where we're like, oh, that'd be really cool to do. You know, your coffee, K-Pod, 
Poulter, he had this thought where he was like, it looks like a merry-go-round. I should spin it. Well, can you imagine what happened after he did it? That is our drummer. Yes, welcome him. He's 15 years old, y'all. His beautiful mother here, my sister from another mister, amazing singer. This is Rachel Pritchard. Over here to my left, I'm not sure what he's doing currently, but this is one of my best friends from my childhood. We grew up together. If you'll make welcome our bass player, Travis Greer. Well, and right here on keys is my husband. Another thing I'm thankful for. If you didn't, if you don't really know much about us, we met in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm from Marion, Virginia. He's originally from Panama City, Florida. And we met in Nashville and the rest is history. And I drug him all the way to the mountains of Virginia. He wasn't mad about it because he said there are seasons and it's not always hot. So he appreciates the fall. So if you'll make welcome Daniel Lemire. And then he's going to finish us out. Well, it is so great to be here. We have one more um, member that we'd like to introduce, and I get the wonderful honor to do it. Let's hope he's nice. I'm always nice. Thanks. I love having background music for this. So over here. This is my lovely, beautiful, she's so beautiful. I got so lucky. He's probably wanting like a new instrument or a record or Later. something like that. Later. This is the amazing woman who keeps us on schedule, tells us where to be, when to be, how to be, how to sing, how to breathe, all that good stuff. My lovely, talented, amazing wife also known as the mouth of the south oh yeah there it is y'all everyone please make welcome <laughs> nikki taylor Lemire. i like to talk a lot all right let's get some songs in of worship and praise and then i think pastor chris is uh coming back up but we're excited to be back we feel like yes. we're home yes 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 place to hide this weary soul this bag of bones and I try with all my mind but I just can't win the fight I'm slowly drifting Thank God. I cannot deny what I've seen. 
got no choice but to believe my doubts are burning away he came to me set me free and showed me the way I know his love I felt it for myself he reached for me made me clean when there was no one else I know a great big God who calls me by name I know a mighty healer that walked out the grave I know a great big God the one who delivers the one that calmed the raging sea he called me out from my doubt and helped me believe i heard his voice before i saw his face he heard my cry restored my life all because of grace I know a great 
God who calls me by name. I know a mighty healer that walked out the grave. I know a great big God, the one who delivers. No one can take what he's given He's over what was and has been My God is mighty and sovereign He holds the power of heaven No one can take what he's given He's over what was and has been My God is mighty and sovereign I know a great big God Who calls me by name I know a mighty healer That walked out the grave I know a great big God The one who has just been a just has been a present in my life you know when it says let me tell you about my Jesus I know we've heard it over and over and over again but there's something new to tell about him every day because he's always doing something in our lives and this being the week of Thanksgiving there's been something I've been sharing everywhere we've been going you know you really got to think we should truly honestly be celebrating a year full of Thanksgiving we should be thankful 365 days out of the year there's so many things that have happened in my life in my 38 years that I can tell you right now that if God was to stop blessing me I could say I was blessed enough but that's not the God I serve pastor Chris he's gonna continue blessing me because I'm his kid he loves me I'm his daughter so when I say, let me tell you about my Jesus, that baby I was holding just a minute ago that was in my womb last year, we weren't supposed to be able to have a baby. On both ends, my husband nor me, could we conceive. But God showed up right on time in His sovereign grace and mercy and did what only God could do that the doctors could not do. And that little bouncing bundle of joy over there in my mama's arms was a promise that I didn't even know I needed is the fruit of God's love in my life. I was a woman with a bare womb and God filled it. And He did what only He could do. So I'm here to testify today to tell you about my Jesus who does the miraculous, the impossible. The Word says that if it's impossible with men, it's not impossible with God.
when there ain't no way Rises up from an empty grave Ain't no sinner that he can save Let me tell you about my Jesus His love is strong and His grace is free And the good news is I know that He can do for you what He's done for me Let me tell you about my Jesus And let my Jesus change your life Say amen. 
Glory to God. You may be seated. Amen. Just so good to have everybody. Who in here knows Jesus is the only way? And he is the, the way, the truth, the life. And uh, we are so glad he, uh, to have you here with us today uh, celebrating. And uh, it's good to have uh, Molly with us today. Amen. Amen. And she tells, tells me that y'all love her more than y'all love me. And uh, I just bind that in Jesus' name. But uh, Molly will actually be leading worship next Sunday for us uh, in person, live in person. And uh, so glad to have them, uh, her, her with us that week. I want to encourage you right now, if you're a first-time guest with us, or first, second, or third time, if you would take a moment, let me get this out. And uh, there's a connection card. There's also a QR code that'll be on the screen in a moment. If you're a first, second, or third time guest, or if you have a prayer request, we could pray with you for. Now, two weeks ago, we um, wrote on our, these cards names of people we're believing to see saved in next year. Uh, and we are, I'm calling this uh, believing for God's open hand next year. If you, uh, so we've been ministering on that last couple of weeks. But anytime you see God's open hand in your life, it brings God's supernatural blessings to you. It also brings divine protection from those who mean to do you evil and harm. So if you have family member you could like us to pray for, and uh, we, we pray for those. Um, I pray for those every day. I got them in my notebook over there. And uh, please put that. But if you're a first, second, third time guest, take a moment, fill that out. And then also, if you need an offering envelope, I just want to use a verse as we get ready to give. <laughs> I feel like Dwight Thompson. Y'all remember, does anybody remember Dwight Thompson? Great, great evangelist. And uh, he, he would do this. And I thought, man, thank God for a, a man of wisdom. If you need an offering envelope, there, there. I just want to use this verse here. This is uh, Proverbs chapter 3. It says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Um, as we get ready to give, this is for our tithes and offerings. We'll receive a separate love offering at the end for of the day. And we want to bless them and everybody say amen. Uh, I always want to be a blessing church because you reap what you sow. And uh, I think it's funny, you know, there's a lot of people who don't believe in tithing and giving today. Uh, you know, um, me and Lisa joke that they probably grew up in one denomination or another, and I've met a lot of them, and they don't believe in giving. And I think it's funny, though, because uh, I've heard people say, well, tithing's Old Testament. And so they'll, you know, okay. But they love to quote other scriptures in Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Well, you can't trust in the Lord and have that verse if you're not going to have the verse that says, honor the Lord with your first fruits. You can't pick and choose. But on the other side, why would I want to pick and choose? Because if I honor him with that, the Bible says my barns will be full. So I mean, why, why, why pick and choose? I'm not losing, I'm gaining. Let's work on that one again. I'm not losing, I'm gaining. Amen? So if you, if you uh, have your offering in your hand, and I don't, uh, we usually give by cash out. And so that's all on the screen too, if you need to give. But I, but I do this every Sunday. I always like to hold something. Um, even if you give cash out, I still like to hold something. It's just a point of faith, point of contact, no matter what we give or do, and, uh, and to believe for God's blessing. Now, I, I'm, I've said this for a while, and um, who in here knows last probably six weeks, ever since October 7th when the Pal um, Hamas attacked Israel, uh, life in the, in the world has gotten a little bit kind of sketchy, if that makes sense. 
Uh, I know of people who are having some major life changes as far as jobs, major, um, in our church, different things. But who in here knows that no matter what turmoil there is, Jesus is solid. And he is the rock that we stand upon. And so um, no matter what we're in, we're gonna be obedient. We're gonna stay obedient to the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And the Bible says that by doing that, we shall what? Overcome. So hold your offering in your hand as we believe for God's hand upon our life. Father, in Jesus' name, for uh, we thank you, Father, for your promise of provision to our whole person. First, salvation, healing, deliverance, spirit, soul, body. But Father, we thank you that you also want our barns to be full in these tumultuous times. So Father, we honor you today with the first fruit of our, our life, with, our, with, the, with, the, with the sweat of our brow. We honor you. And Father, we remember you with that part which we, you have kept unto yourself, that part which you keep holy, the tithe. And Father, with also with our offerings and our alms to the poor, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. That in this day that we live in, you look down upon us with grace and mercy. And you open your hand to your people. Just in the days of Moses, you feed us and you lead us even in the midst of deserts. And we will never, ever be hungry or begging bread. And everybody say amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we proclaim over our church that you meet every need. Father, we believe, we claim, we speak, we hold true that you bring in more than $15,000 every week. And Father, we just thank you that we shoot for that. We meet it occasionally. But Father, we thank you that we meet it that you meet it. And for everyone in this church, no matter what situation they're going in personally or publicly, privately, however, that Father, we thank you that you meet their need. That your hand, good hand of favor, is open to them in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. God bless you. If you want to stand up, you can come up and give. I'm just going to turn it back over to of the day. And they can just minister as the Lord gives them direction. And everybody say amen. 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 amen.
to bow to the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. 
if it's a prodigal son, if it's a broken marriage, if it's a dream gone unfulfilled. The Bible says, what the Lord says in the Word, in my time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. See, everything has to bow to the will and the authority of the blood of Jesus. And we've been made more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. So open up the gates. Make way for the kingdom of kings in your life. Open up the gates of your heart and make way. See, he's a gentleman and we must invite him in. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if you will open, I will come in and I will sup with you. If you open, I will come in. And to sit and to sup is a very personal, private, very close connection with your Creator. That is the relationship He desires with us today. So I don't know about you. I don't know what you need to lay down today, but I know what I've got to lay down today. And I know that He can break my chains. Not just the chains, my chains in my life. Yes, as a Christian, can we pick things up and let the weights of the world and sin so easily beset us? Absolutely we can. We are human and flesh and bone. But he is greater. He is greater. And me in Christ is greater. It's just sometimes I forget who I am. Sometimes we forget who we are. And that we are positioned to be heirs and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. Which gives us authority. Even here on earth. That heaven bows an ear to our prayers. And our needs. He's a good father. God, you are so good. Break my chains today, Jesus. Move in my life today, Jesus. Whatever stood in the way, God, will you just break that? Will you just break down that wall in my life today, God? In the life of your people that are crying out at this very moment, God, would you come? Would you hear what you do? Because Micah 7, 7 says, I will call unto the Lord and my God will answer me. Not he can, he could, he would, but my God will answer me. That is my word today, Nikki. I will cry to the Lord and he will answer me today because he is a good father.
and every good and perfect gift comes from Him. So if there's confusion in your life, that's not of God. If there's lack in your life, that's not of God. If there are brokenness in your home, that's not of God. If there's brokenness in your family, that's not of God. But here's what He can do. He can mend and put back together. And He doesn't just repair, but He makes us new creatures in Christ Jesus. Amen. I don't know what we're supposed to sing. So I'm just going to look at you. Let's go from the second verse of that song again. Will you stand with us as we sing, Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. Those things that she said that if it has a name, it has a knee and it must bow. We're declaring breakthrough in this house. But we're not just declaring breakthrough over a body of people. We are declaring it in an individual, in our individual lives, in our home. See, when she said we're invited, we invite him in. He sucks with us. But you've got to do your part. You've got to invite him in. You've got to let him do what he wants to do in your life. Because we're a lot of the time, we're the holder. If we will just get out of the way and let God move like God wants to move, we'll see things that we've never seen before. So when we sing, so open up the gates. Make way before the King of Kings. So open up your heart. Make way before the King of Kings. He wants to do something, Grace Summit. And I want Him to do something. I'm desperate for Him today.
on my behalf because my feelings do not have anything to do with my God my feelings come and go but my God is a firm foundation he is a steady savior he is a solid rock so even though I can't see or I can't feel or I don't have answers it mean that my God doesn't have it. It means that he does and he'll bring it forth in due time. There's been a lot of things that God has shown us since the delivery of Levi. And when I say us, my pregnancy was a collective effort here, y'all. On the road. Bless all of them. You know, from the doctors calling me a geriatric pregnancy, I was like, I might as well deliver in a nursing home at this point. If you're 35, 36, 37, you can be seated. They tell you you're geriatric pregnancy. And I said, wow, this is funny, God. You 
give me the man of my dreams, and he's 12 years younger than me. I didn't meet him, and I know a lot of people say that's a cougar. I did not go looking for him. And I think the reason I had to wait so long is because he wasn't born. So, God does answer prayers in due time. I'm living proof of that. But through this pregnancy, I learned a lot. I learned that I didn't know if I ever wanted to be pregnant again. It's pretty traumatizing <laughs> sometimes. But as we began to prepare for Levi and we were expecting Levi, God showed me something on a spiritual aspect of this. It's the same thing with our dreams. The seeds, the seeds that have been sown into our hearts, the promises that are deep-rooted into our hearts that may not have come full circle yet or full, fully into like um, reality. We, as Christians, should always be carrying a seed of expectancy of our dreams and the promises of God in our life. And something that he showed me through this pregnancy was that when it was time to deliver, anybody that's had a baby knows that your deliveries are different. Mine was pretty traumatizing. 20 hours of labor. I had a major, major issue with high blood pressure. My blood pressure had spiked 180 over 115. In the 20th hour, my nose started gushing blood, and you're like, this is detailed, Nikki. Well, somebody needs to hear it. Somebody needs to hear it. Rachel one time said, you get too many details sometimes. <laughs> but I'll spare you some of the other stories. <laughs> my blood pressure had spiked. My nose was gushing blood. They had heavily medicated me to try to keep my blood pressure down. I had been induced because they thought I was going to be able to have them naturally. It was like 36 and a half weeks or 37 weeks. And I was just struggling. I was having, my body was already tired before I went to be induced. How many of us in life are already tired before we go to have the promise? And that we almost give up yes. before it comes. Yes. And in that 20th hour, well, before the 20th hour came, Daniel stopped texting my family and Rachel and everyone just because it was so overwhelming in the hospital room. So Rachel just showed up with Chick-fil-A as a peace offering just to get into the room. The Lord's chicken did it. Daniel welcomed it. And she said, okay, I'm texting Vanessa. <laughs> he hadn't told anybody what was going on yet. And in his defense, it was overwhelming. So... Rachel was with us and I was really struggling and having a hard time and I am fully Christian but I am also human so there were some words that came out of my mouth that after they came out of my mouth she was beside us praying for her forgiveness she did immediately I was, I was like Lord forgive her after she they came out of does. my mouth she said God she does not know what she's doing so in my flesh and in my spirit, I was like, Lord, God, I need your help. And then I was like, oh, that was fun. Contractions, right? That's when you know the baby's coming, right? It's know you when the promise is coming, when it starts getting a little bit more painful. When things start getting a little bit more uncomfortable. And so we're here in this 20th hour. And as, my, as I began to have a nosebleed, I'm like, okay. 
I was dilated and then all of a sudden I wasn't dilated. Everything reversed itself. Closed back up, hit the baby, was not in distress, but I thought I was dying. I might have been a little dramatic, but I really felt like I was dying. I was, I was like, God bless my neighbor who is in the next room over. She will not want to give birth tomorrow because they were inducing her in the morning. And so here we are. I look at my nurses and I'm like, what are we going to do? I cannot go any longer. I've given all that I had. I physically could not go any longer. Like the, I truly was like, God, I'm so dumb. Can you relate to that in your spiritual walk? Maybe it's your 20th hour. So Rachel leans over. The epidural didn't take, by the way. And they cranked my Pitocin up to 10. And everything redirected to my right hip. It was pretty painful. And there's someone else in the Bible that had to wrestle for a blessing when their hip was hurting after it was broken. She leans over and she says, just as Jacob did, you're going to have to wrestle for this blessing. And they kept saying, we're going to have Levi soon, Nikki. Stay focused on what's coming, not what's happening right now. Church, stay focused on what's coming, not what's happening right now. So, in the state of Virginia, I had to request a C-section because the baby wasn't in distress. And I said, who is going to cut this child out of me? I cannot do this anymore. So they started prepping me for a C-section and I didn't get to be awake for the first four hours of my baby's life because I had to be totally put to sleep because nothing was working. And all I can remember is I was going into the surgical room and I was already in so, so much pain. I had to focus on the promise that was going to come forth. And I had to trust in knowing that what I had carried for so long and labored for so long, somebody's going to have to get this. What you've carried for so long and what you've labored for for so long was about to come forth. My water had already been broken. Every part of the process had happened. And it didn't go like a textbook process. Your spiritual walk will not be textbook. You are human. You will make mistakes. But that's not an excuse to quit. And as they laid me there, and I remember I was counting backwards. And they were prepping me. And I fell asleep. I woke up in the recovery room and the nurses had taken care of me, cleaned me up, and it was like four hours later, wasn't it? They said, Daniel wants to come see you with the baby. And I said, well, I was so drugged, y'all. Like, I was like, can we give me a minute? Because I'm afraid I'll drop him, drop him on his head. And he's like real new. I remember saying that. So Rachel came in to check on me. And then here came my husband with what I had carried. Not only in my womb, but in my heart 
for 37 weeks. And I look at this precious baby boy, which I was told we could not have. And I couldn't hold him just yet because I was really medicated. And I look at the really amazing grin on Daniel's face. He was one proud, proud daddy. And I remember just the presence of God ushering over me, reminding me that he never left me. And he never forsaked me. And that what I carried for 37 weeks was time for the promise to be due. And in that due date, on that moment, God fulfilled a dream and a desire that I didn't even know that I truly needed that in my life. Some of you are past due. And I believe that God wants to break through today. You say, well, how in the world can you compare pregnancy to this? Because when you allow God's word to take root in your life and you have dreams and you know that God's put promises and words over your life, he will fulfill those things that he said he'll do because he is not a man that he should lie. And his words do not come back void. See, the word of God is truth and it's truth that sets us free and what you've been carrying is past due time to trust God with it regardless if I wanted to go and be put asleep and have a c-section I had to trust the process that my baby needed to come regardless if you want to walk through the things you're walking through you've got to keep moving you got to keep going you got to keep doing because God's not done he's not finished he's not finished until you take your last breath he's not finished until we are all caught up to glory with him he's not done so you keep moving forward you keep doing what he says to do then you'll start seeing the fruits of what he said would come and God won't produce the rottenness in your life if you give him the goodness of who you are and trust in the goodness of who he is this song, Trust in God. Actually, no, I'm going to switch it. You are faithful, God. As we prepare to sing this song, someone needs to know and needs to declare over their own life today that you're done carrying what you've had to carry for so long and that the due date is past. And you need to get out of God's way. You need to remove yourself Take your hands off the dream, your hands off the promise, and place them in a very capable set of hands. God Almighty knows what He's doing. And if He drug us all the way from the hills of Virginia to tell you that this morning, then every mile, every hour, was worth it because ma'am you can't give up now you've come too far you can't give up and if it's prayers that you've prayed for lost loved ones if it's prayers that you've prayed for wayward children you can't quit 
but you gotta take your hands off of it. You said, Nikki, you're telling me not to quit, but take my hands off of it. There's one thing in not quitting, but there's another thing in saying you have faith and then not truly giving God what you need to give God. How many times do we come to the altar, we say, God, I'm laying it down, and we literally walk back with twice as much as we came up with? Because if we say we trust this great big God, then we need to trust this great big God. Yes, amen. When we wrote this song, we are in a season of our life of rebuilding. A lot of you knew that we lost everything as a band to a, due to a storm. But we stand before you today as you see all the equipment on this stage. God gave it and more. Because that's the God we serve. He is faithful. He is true. He is just. And He is good. Um, before we start this song, the Lord spoke to me pretty early on in your testimony. So I don't want to miss this moment. There's someone in here that has been praying and considering their own business opportunity. And you've wrestled with, I don't have this, this degree, that. I don't have all, all the answers. I don't know even where to start. But God says now is the time. And you need to walk out in faith and believe. And whatever that business is that He's birthed in you, that it's time. Whatever He's given you and He's been cultivating in your heart, He says it's time to stop worrying about it. And He's going to put the people in place that you need. And he's going to bring them around you. And he's going to help you. Because your business is going to honor him. And he sees that in your heart. So whatever that is, it's time to stop worrying about it. And keep putting it on the back burner. And step out and do what he said to do. Because he's with you. He's with you. You are faithful, God. 
going to do one more. Can we do that second verse again? Or somebody needs to hear this again. You're human, but God can still use you. And He still wants to use you. You've made messes. He's redeemed those messes. You think that you failed Him too much. That you said no too many times. But He's calling you this morning. Because He wants to use you. He wants to move in you want to stay hidden you want to run away from it but he says I love you and I want to use you you are a willing vessel but you got to stop kicking against the bricks because that's where you're miserable stop kicking against the will of God in your life and relinquish to him your mess that he's willing to redeem and put back together and use you young lady he wants to use you this morning he wants you to surrender it all. You're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be able to do things on your own. But you're a good mama. And you're a good wife. And he loves you. And he wants to love on you this morning. Your human flesh that he wants to wrap around. And he wants to do something amazing in your life this morning. You are faithful, God. Come on, sing that second verse.
saying, God, today's the day I'm going to let it go.
this thing, right? So we've got to take what he's given and there's no rush, but we've got to do our part. So as we join in this chorus one more time, I trust in God. He's never going to fail you. He hasn't failed you yet. And when the enemy comes creeping up to tell you different, after you walk out of these doors, you tell him where he belongs. Off your back and down in hell. Because you have that authority. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You have that authority to speak to the enemy. He has no hold over you. He has no hold over your home. He has no hold over your finances. He has no hold over your mind. You speak to him and you tell him where he belongs. Because if you are a child of God and you are covered under the blood, then the enemy flees from the blood. So you're covered, so you speak like you're covered. I trust in God, my the Spirit of God can do more in a moment than we ever can in a life. And uh, sometimes we just have to give room for that moment. Uh, sometimes that takes a while, not because God's slow. 
It's because we're impatient. It's our, it's our, you know, you know, God's always ready. You know, God will save anybody anytime. And so, um, let's give a good uh, hand clap, if you will, to up the day. And, um, they've always blessed me, and um, you, you can be seated for a moment. Uh, they've always blessed me and um, blessed our church. And I, um, I, you know, we traveled. See, I've been preaching 41 years. Full-time Shut up. Amen. I mean, just hush. Just hush. I'm just, I'm saying, I'm I say the same thing. I've been full-time 37. And um, out of that 37, 15, 16 of it was traveling ministry. Um, I've always um, uh, thankful for one mentor I had. He said every pastor should travel for two years and every traveling minister, whether it be an evangelist, a prophet, apostle, a music group, they should pastor for two years. That way you know the, what the other side deals with. Uh, you'll have a whole lot more respect and compassion to the other side. That's some of the wisest things I've ever heard. But I've pastored and I've traveled. I've, I've had some traveling ministers, they tell me this, I mean, you always treat us right. And I'm like, well, I know what it's like to be treated bad. Can I have an amen? And I said, and you reap what you sow. And I said, so I said, I never do that. I never will be that. Because uh, I, I know what it's like uh, to, you know, actually to, to their credit, um, you know, y'all can use this joke now. You probably have been using this joke. When I used to travel, I'd always, you know, I'd have product and stuff, CDs or whatever, and teaching. Something. And I'd say, and that, those were available at the back, and we used the monies from that to feed hungry children. And everybody would, ah, and I'd say, my hungry children, can I have an amen, you know? Well, y'all have a hungry child now, so y'all can, y'all can use it. But they always put that back into the ministry. A 15-year-old drummer. Amy, where's he at? Huh? Oh, okay, he's consistently hungry. So, um, but they always put a lot of their most of y'all's money goes back into music, back into ministry, back into something. You know, they aren't doing this. Uh, the bad thing is when you find that out. I've met people who take advantage of that. Well, thank God they don't need it. But you see, again, that's the wrong perspective. Um, you know, the, the book of Galatians and just to, you know, it says, let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. And then it goes on a little bit. It says, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good, especially to those who are the household of faith. You know, it is our sowing that begets miracles. So me and Lisa, if you notice, we were on our phone for a moment. We were texting back and forth what to tithe, what, what to give. And uh, now we've never, we've never discussed whether we tithe. Can I have an amen? That's not a discussion. Uh, that, that's just, that's just part of life. And so uh, should we tithe this week? Never had that conversation one time in my life. And, um, but no, we were discussing what to do. And so, you know, sometimes we'll go back and forth. Sometimes I got the big figure. Sometimes she's got the big figure. And um, I actually had the same figure she did. I just figured she'd give me grief over it. And she normally, she never has. She never has, but you know, she knows the money more than I do. And, um, but you never give based on that either. You give based on seed. You know, there's three ways people give. Here's something never forget, three ways people give. Some people, especially when it comes to church, they give off a deed. They wanna do something. Um, 
you know, and then they like their name on it. You ever been to those churches where they got plaques on everything in loving memory of Mrs. Greenstreet? I had a pastor tell me one time, he said, my God, does anybody know how to raise money? I done sold every piece of furniture in my entire church, every offering plate. And I went and preached for him one time. Every offering plate, flower, flower pot, Sunday school curriculum, offering book, had a thing in there in loving memory of. That's a deed. Some people give off need. And that's because I stand up and I'll say, well, we got poop fund. We need our poop fund. Can I have an amen? Have a septic tank. And we need money. So, so they don't want you to, so they'll give on a need. Now, thank God for both levels. The best level to give seed. Because why? You reap what you sow. So Lisa actually shot the figure that I really thought about. But I, again, I just figured, and she made the statement. She said, oh, we need a harvest. So we need a big seed. And so it's not, you know, the other side of that. People say, well, you're just given to get. Yes in one way and no in no way. He owns it all. And if I feel led like he's requiring me to give it, it's obedience. And remember, it wasn't the ark that saved humanity. It was Noah's obedience that saved humanity. And uh, I always love the story. Now, I think I've told it by Jesse DePlanis. Went to this big meeting one time. His ministry had just gotten off the ground and was really doing good. He said, first time in my life, I had $10,000 in my checking account from ministry. Now, he had been rich as a musician. And he said, he sits in that meeting. They're taking up the offer. And he said, the Lord said, give $10,000 to this ministry. And he said, but God, that's all I got. And he said, but son, that's all I want. And then he goes, but I ain't never been back to his meetings ever again in my life. He says, I said, Lord, but who in here knows that if God asked that of you, he's got a reason for doing it. And so that's the other side. You just have to have confidence. You have to have faith. You have to have obedience. Again, obedience is better than sacrifice. Now, again, I don't have my phone, so I'm going to hold my Bible. So as you get ready to give right now, uh, whatever you want to give, you can give on Cash App. You can give email. Uh, check. Do we have offered baskets? Amen. And our offer basket will be right back up here. Um, but I want to encourage everybody to do something, to give something. Now, see, I, I, I still like, because of what I did for so long, I know what it's like to travel full-time and minister to people. Y'all don't do it full-time. So y'all y'all do it some with, y'all have different varying jobs, but then y'all go out on weekends. So that's, that's the love of ministry. And this 15-year-old kid, He's fairly good looking. I mean, you're not great, great looking, but you're, you're not ugly. And I mean, so he could be at home, you know, gawking girls, you know, looking and, you know, acting like he's going to church for the right reasons. Can I have an amen? Was I the only safe 15-year-old in here? I mean, you know, it's like, amen. And, um, and I, but, uh, so that's a commitment. And the other side to that is, is we always need to honor that and respect that, but we also need to sow seed. Now, who in here can say, I've been ministered to today? Amen. Who in here is thankful for the ministry that you've received? But on the other side, we ought to be sowing seed to make sure there's ministry for the next person. Um, again, because the way I, I traveled for so long, I always took opportunities like this to believe for God to minister to my kids and my family. And I still do. Uh, I got a grandson somewhere and I got a grandbaby right there. And I know their mom and daddy's doing a great job, and everybody say amen. Um, the mama's doing a great job. Father's doing, father's doing a great job. You're a good daddy, son. And uh, 
But at the same time, I want all working in their behavior, their behalf that I can get. So I thank God that when next church y'all gonna go to, y'all gonna minister to some kid or young mom and dad that's gonna minister to their kids. So I wanna sow seed so that I can reap that harvest for Jackson and uh, Haley, for God's grace to be upon Luke and Laura. Can I have an amen? And I do it still for Molly and Sarah Beth, expecting. Everybody say expect. So hold, hold your giving in your hand. It's just too big to hold. Hold your giving in your hand. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the opportunity to sow seed. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity to receive ministry and that our hearts have been ministered to today. Mine has. And Father, I thank you for, I feel a, a release of the Spirit in my life, a release of anointing, a release of joy. It's been a rough week. You know that. You've lived with me. So Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for your power and your anointing flowing into of the day. I know they minister again tonight. So Father, I ask you for your a stronger anointing tonight than they had today. A fact, a stronger anointing every service. And that you give them a, a huge harvest of souls and deliverances and healings, signs and wonders by your hand in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you that as we give, we reap. You said if we give a cup of water to the prophet, we get the prophet's reward. So Father, we thank you that tonight we are in partnership with them in Zebulun. That as they minister tonight and the rest of this year, all next year, that Father, we're partners with them. We partnered whenever they lost everything. And Father, we think we're partners whenever they got everything back. In Jesus' name. So we thank you, Father, right now, that as we cast our seed, we reap our harvest. And you are good and faithful. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. You may come up if you need to give. And um, you can, you know, it's, it's always weird now. Actually, I think what we need to do is we need to have fake people come up. Can I have an amen? Because everybody cash apps now. And um, I know y'all looked at me kind of crazy when I said the fake thing, but I'm, you, know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean? I actually know a major ministry that did, you know, they don't do it on like healing, but they, they did it for salvations. They'd have the prayer team come up like they're getting saved. And then the prayer team immediately became prayer team people up at the altar. And uh, there ain't nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, wherever you feel led. Amen. Do I, are y'all, so you know, there are. Now I want to encourage you too. Uh, they have um, uh, product stuff in the back. Um, and uh, uh, <laughs> can I tell that t-shirt story? No, okay. That's a great story. That's a great story. Remind me to tell you the t-shirt story. That's a great story. And all of y'all out there and out there in the web land, you don't never know. Amen. And uh, but they have uh, uh, CDs and uh, things back there. Uh, I encourage you to get it. I encourage you to be blessed by it. Um, I actually like their, I like the way y'all do just like my Jesus better than the other girl who does it. And um uh, in fact, I like the way Molly does it better than the way the other girl does it. And uh, so uh, I encourage you to do that. Stand up with me, if you will. Now, now, uh, give me some good lights in here. Should I turn my lights up really bright? I want to encourage you to do something. Um, everybody look around and find somebody to look at, and then look at them. Oh, no, not darker, not darker, brighter, brighter, brighter. Oh, my gosh, we're going, <laughs> about to go into video mode. Amen. Ah, there we go. 
Wow. Uh, if you will, find somebody to look at and tell them, say, say, you look nice. Come on, come on, come on. I saw a few of it. Y'all do it. Say, you look nice. And you, and you look good. And you look happy. And life's going to get better. Okay, now, 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 do me a favor. If you look around and you saw somebody you didn't know, I want you to take a moment. It's the moment I dismiss you. Find them and grab them. Welcome them, hug them, uh, shake their hand. Uh, now, if they're not a hugger, don't go nuts. Can I have an amen? We don't want to freak people out with the love of Jesus. Amen. But, but on the other side, just, you know, just let them know. And uh, amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you today. We lift our hands and we lift our hearts. And Father, we thank you that your face shines upon us. Your grace is made known to us. You walk not only amongst us, but in us. And that, Father, we, we make a pledge today to love you, to love people, and to do something in this day. In Jesus' name. And everybody says amen. Amen. As we dismiss, say this with me. Say, love God. Love people. Do something. Amen. You are dismissed. Find somebody, greet them, and then you're dismissed.